Welcome to Parenting with Vanessa Cologne's podcast. So today's topic, we're going to talk about kids. Well, it's always about kids, so it's kind of funny to say something different, but the topic's going to be about manipulation. And I know some people are like, well, that's a strong word to say with children and stuff, but you know what? Kids do know how to manipulate you at times, and it is possible. So I am going to use that word manipulation for this podcast. First off, you know, they're walking around with their heartstrings connected. And so your child gets to know your body language, what gets you frustrated, what doesn't, and like how they can kind of get under your skin. Um, but one thing I want to talk about is if you have a child, especially during this pandemic, because I'm seeing a lot of young ones, a lot of young kids, and like the pandemic babies, I would call it, and the social skills are, you know, not as where they should be, you know, especially if they've been home and the parents have been keeping them home and just because of everything going on, which totally makes sense. But also you have these kids that get frustrated very easily. And so these last couple consultations that I've had is that the children are going into the home and next thing you know is that the parents are changing their environment to meet the child's needs because they're scared of an outburst. So I understand out in the community, at the grocery store, and you're trying to make sure that we're just trying to calm everything down. But then there becomes this learned behavior, right? Of like, well, if I do this, I'm going to get this. Like, if you don't give this to me, I'm going to scream really, really loud. I mean, I love those kids. They're going to, and some of these kids will tell you what they're going to do. If you don't give me this, I am going to hit you or I am going to go do X, Y, and Z. I don't know, whatever, but it happens all the time. So then you have these kids that are like, Hmm, I know how to manipulate my parents. I can get what I want. And, and it's not like this is just bad parenting at all. I'm not saying that at all. I just think that this is something that the parents like, I don't know how to handle it any other way. And I don't want to have this chaos in my house. But yet at the same time, the child is learning over and over again that these tactics are going to get him, his needs met. And everyone else in the house is just like there for the ride. And this is where I want to say that before, you know, when I start working with families individually, like I have, I go in the home and I do workshops and I do all the different, I do a ton of different things. What I do tell people is that it gets worse before it gets better, meaning that your child doesn't want things to change. So in any relationship that you have, when there's a a shift in dynamic or there's a shift in any relationship, you're going to find that that one party is going to want to go back to how it used to be. Now, with that being said, what does that party do that wants us to go back to how it used to be? They act out more and more and more. Right. They want more. They want to go back to how it was. So they don't like this change behavior. So then they just push the limits nonstop. So when you're always pushing the limits, you're like you're going back. So that's what I'm saying. There's what we call an extinction burst. Right. Where it just explode, explode. And then eventually, if that person that is changing their behavior is consistent. And again, this comes down to consistency. You're going to find that at the end that it gets easier. Now, let me give you some examples, right? You have a child that's playing, you have two kids, for example, and they're playing train tracks. And all of a sudden, they want the red train track, and the red train, sorry. And the other child wants it too. Now, you're like, well, one's going to explode, one's not. I'm just going to always give it to that one child because that's what they want. Now, that's not helping. So if the child is always getting their needs met because they you're scared of an outburst, that's something you have to look at. Or, you know, if you're constantly moving things around and changing the, the environment to meet their needs, but yet your needs aren't getting met, that's the problem. Because again, we're not teaching the child, you know, turn taking. We're not teaching the child conflict resolution. These are things that need to be taught. And if you're constantly changing the environment so they don't explode, 
you know, and I understand like, and, and I mean, I'm not talking about exploding. I'm saying it could be like a five minute, like I'm crying. I'm having a tantrum because I want the red train or, you know, you didn't give me the blue plate. I want the blue plates. That's my plate that I asked for. Or you didn't sit in this chair that I want you to sit in. Okay. So again, when you have a kid that's trying to control everything all the time, that's also a kid that's a little anxious. You know, if you're trying to control everything, it's because there is something else that's going on that you're not feeling, um, you're feeling out of control in some way. And to me, you know, the best thing is to do is to be consistent and to be like, okay, we're taking turns. Even if you're like, okay, I know with this, these siblings that if I give him, if I give X, let's just call them X and Y, right? Siblings. If I give the child X something that I know that Y is going to want, and you are completely switching things around a little bit so they have to wait and take turns, that's how you're going to be able to teach. Now, if they're always getting their, what they want because you're scared of a behavior, you're causing more behaviors. The more that you're doing, the more that you're going to be causing the child to actually act out and to do things that aren't helpful. And that's what that's where you got to be really careful of like, okay, so am I helping my child by you know changing everything to make sure that they don't have an explosive behavior? And, and I understand like going out in public and it's like, gosh, I don't want people, like people look at me all the time. And sometimes I'm like, really? Like, there's no point in that. If you're going to ask for help, then don't stare. Kids catch up, catch, like pick up on that. And they see when like they are acting out and it's not going their way and people are looking and that's embarrassing for them because they feel bad afterwards. So the biggest thing to do, especially with kids that when you're finding that are like having a really hard time and you're trying to like, you know, maneuver the other kids to like do what they want um, like, can I play? What if the child says no? Well, you know, you might be the parent saying, you're going to play with my child. They can do X, Y, and Z, and you're going to give them their favorite thing. I don't know. But at the end of the day, if a child doesn't want to play, that child needs to learn that everyone's going to say no. People are going to say no. Not everyone's going to want to play with you all the time. And if it's coming down to sharing and you're like, oh, I just give it to him. I don't really care. Like, just give it to him. I don't I just, that, let's just forget it. And then one sibling is the one that's not being heard because it's like that other sibling that's acting out is getting what they want all the time. But the one that's actually behaving is not getting what they want. So who, who gets, who gets what? Is it the child that's always acting out because you don't want them to act out? And these are the things. If you're finding yourself constantly changing the environment to meet your child's needs, that's not helping you're not help, you're not teaching them a they have to wait that they have a part in this in this family dynamic that this is what it is and again like it gets worse before you get better because as you are going into um you know as you're going into more you know the older kids and like games and other things like that and they, who wants to be the red color or there you know as you are more as you are consistent with like okay we're all going to share and just pro- give them the information beforehand okay well in the next game you're not going to go first tell them beforehand warn them and say oh so how are you going to act if you don't go first T- they're going to tell you like if a kid's going to tell you they're going to hit you they're going to tell you if, what else they're going to do if they don't go first just ask them I mean it's sometimes it's just as simple as uh, asking well what do you think is going to happen they'll tell you and listen and then I would say in my response well if you're going to be upset then are you I don't know if you're ready to do this let me know when you're in control of your body and when you can actually um listen and most likely they're going to think about it for a second and go you know I'm ready now look and then you're starting to empower them 
But you're not going to, I'm not going to just go in and like switch all the rules on them. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to this person's podcast and say, why shouldn't be doing this? You want to make sure that you are giving feedback beforehand, that you're actually giving feedback of like warning the child, what's going to happen next, what you're going to do differently. And, and, and also to ask them, like, can you handle it? I mean, how amazing is it that like, you know, you have a three, four or five year old that you can say, do you think you can do it? And they'll tell you again, you're bringing them into your conversation and, and empowering them to be in control of their own body. And the more you do that, the more you're going to find less behaviors, the more you're setting up your child to be responsible for their own actions, more responsibility to, to their own choices that they're making. You know, do you want to, do you want to do trains that on this one? Or do you want to do magnetiles? Now, if we do the magnetiles, you're only going to do red and this person to green, but cause I know you only want the red, but let's practice. Let's practice only using the green ones. Cause you only want red. Or if we're going to do, you know, the trains, you know, we're going to have, I'm going to go first. Then the next time you're going to go and do it. But again, you're going to say, do you think you can handle it? Are you going to get upset? You really want to make sure you're empowering the child to, to make those choices. Now, if you're, if you are changing your entire environment and all the play stuff so your child doesn't lose it, you're not helping. And you're actually making it worse for you in the home. Because as that child gets older, they have, these are their skill sets that you're teaching them to how to get what they want which is having a fit, you know, asking nonstop until they get their way. Um, kind of being in a bully with the siblings sometimes. And that does happen a lot. So being able to take a step back and say, okay, you know, how do I set my child up for success to where I'm not, you know, they're not manipulating the situation and get their needs met by having an outburst. Cause sometimes I have kids would be like, if you ask me to do that one more time, this is what I'm going to do. And they'll tell you. And I mean, and there are some kids that, that can't control it. And I, and I understand that. And for that, you have to sit with them and be with them through that behavior. And then you go back to it. You know, once the behavior happens and you don't just like, oh, I don't want to do that game because I never want that behavior to happen. You know, you go back to it and be like, okay, this is a teaching moment. This is what happened. How can we make it different and work with the child and change it differently? I'm never going to go from having a behavior to like, let's, let's go do Play-Doh or let's go watch a TV and forget what happened and just redirect in that way. Because we're, then we're not teaching. If you're not teaching a child, then what are we doing? It's just going to happen again and again and again. And the child starts to feel like they can't do that game, that they, their self-esteem starts to drop. And so what we want to do is turn it around, right? And say, okay, after a behavior, let's go back to the game where you lost it and let's start from scratch and let's say, okay, let's try it differently. Now, what happens if I do this and are you going to do it? Go step by step, break it down to little bits. And that's where you're going to find that kids are going to be successful, happy, and they're not using these manipulation tactics and they're actually be starting to share and do things. You know, and, and instead of being rigid and stuck and doing all this stuff, but again, it does take time. But again, but if you are using this manipulation, I don't want to say manipulation. I don't even know what word to say, but they're controlling the environment by their behavior. Let's just say that. So I don't know whatever you want to call it. Let me know. Um, and then I'll use that. But, you know, to help your child succeed in life is by pushing the boundaries a little bit. I also tell teachers, if you don't have, and if you don't have a lot of behaviors, then what are we doing? And I'm not talking about like throwing chairs or doing things like, you know, somebody that's getting really frustrated because they're struggling. That means that we're pushing them a little bit to teach them and they're build their frustration tolerance a little bit. You know, behaviors are not bad. 
You know, there, you know, having a child that has these outbursts, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's how you deal with it. It's how you work through it. And it's also teaching them, you know, it's your reaction to when these things come up for you and how do you react with it? And that's the stuff you want to start to look at is like, okay, well, if I'm changing my whole house for this kid. Um, and it, I'm going a little crazy because I have to change everything down to like, he only wants the white cup or I have to sit in a certain chair or they're not sharing it. And if, and if the blocks fall off and everything goes and the whole world just is like crumbling and they won't share with their sibling. So you're making sure that that child goes first all the time, or you, you're changing the environment to where, you know, the child, you know, both kids aren't playing together. So what is the child learning? So this is again, where you want to take a step back and be like, well, how can I teach my child? Because I don't want to be walking on eggshells in my home. I mean, I've been in relationships with people when you walk home and I'm like, oh gosh, what mood are they going to be in? And that's like the worst. And you don't want that with your kid. And I get it that it happens and, and whatnot. But you know, those kids that are always exploding, like there, there are ways to teach it to where you can have a easier home life to where you're not walking around eggshells because you don't know if that child is going to explode over the fact that like the mashed potatoes and the vegetables are touching, (laughs) you know what I mean? And this does happen. But it's like, how do we do it? Like we practice with the vegetable piece. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try Let's make it a game. Let's just put one thing next to it and close to it and see. Again, like you're teaching it and, and, and building and there's these building blocks so they're more comfortable. So I really hope this helps. You know, uh, there it's been a crazy couple months for me. I'm getting back on the podcast, which I'm really excited about. I mean, I do have my second book about to be coming out is how to how to do parenting with confidence I also have shut up and parent which is still my favorite title but I don't know I had a kid the other day say uh the book says shut up and it's we're in a school with little ones and I'm like he has a point but again like it's about less talking and teaching and that's what I'm all about so the more that we're processing all the times with kids kids can't handle a lot of words we all know this there it goes in and out so really it comes down to some very concrete strategies which you can get my on my other podcasts and you can follow me on Apple or Spotify and again this is parenting with Vanessa Cologne thanks for listening